Thank you very much and thank everybody for being here tonight. My name is Adelina, I'm an adult child. I like the waving. <laughs> this is super awesome. Um, I would like to share tonight about step 12. And the paragraph that I chose from the Big Red Book is, of course, on step 12, summary, page 282. Adelina, um, what sort of time reminders do you want? Oh, uh, five minutes, please. When you have five minutes left? Yes. Okay. Sounds good. And I will put a timer on as well. I don't know why it's eight o'clock, uh, eight minutes. I will just use your time. Um, okay, so page eight, 282. There is possibly no greater act of reparenting ourselves than carrying the message of hope to another suffering adult child, yet to know of a new way of life. By doing so, we grow emotionally and spiritually. We learn to love ourselves more surely. Through reparenting, we learn to use spiritual principles in our daily lives to replace old way of thinking and reacting. The solution states, by gradually releasing the burden of unexpressed grief, we slowly move out of the past. We learn to reparent ourselves with gentleness, humor, love, and respect. We progress from hurting to helping. We awaken to a sense of wholeness we never knew was possible. By working the ACA steps, we learn that our past can be one of our most important assets in our effort to help others and ourselves. We don't live in the past, but we can help another adult child when no one else can, or when sincere attempts by professionals have failed. We use our stories to build identity with the person we are sponsoring or carrying the message in treatment centers or elsewhere. So I chose the 12th step of our ACA steps that says very richly, there is a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. So that's a promise that we need to carry the message in order to keep our recovery and also to apply these principles in all areas of our life. And so just wanted to give you a little bit of background where I'm coming from. I live in Toronto, Canada, but I'm originally from Romania and I grew up in a communist country at a time where the communism was at its worst and the people's suffering was at the maximum that uh, the country has experienced in many, many decades. And so there was no religion, no spirituality allowed in that country. In the community I grew up, there was no therapy, no support policy, no recovery opportunities, nothing. So when my dad left and my mom had a breakdown, she just had no help to put herself back together. And she started medicating herself by using alcohol. And that happened when I was 10 years old. And my experience was dad left, mom had a breakdown. I was all alone, <laughs> needing to take care of myself in a place where really there was so little kindness. And the kindness that I received was from my grade five math teacher, 
was from my classmate Daniela, who was of course the same age with me and many maybe other kids in my life, but really there was no adult um, around me to support my my growth. And my mom in her disease developed so much rage and so much hatred. And it was self-hatred, but she just dumped this self-hatred on me all the time. And it was extremely difficult. Um, I had my first spiritual awakening very early in my life, way before recovery. I was 19 years old and I was also pelted with codependency traits, uh, tendencies and the love addiction. The love addiction really um, made me really out of control. My emotional turmoil was so unbearable and I was ready to, to give up. I was ready to give up on my mind, my life, my being, my everything. And in that moment, by God's grace, a miracle has occurred and God said, I am here for you. And although I grew up as an atheist in a very secular community where the teachings was, the teaching was there is no God and this is the end of story. And the only thing that you can rely on is yourself. And myself wasn't doing a good job. Then uh, this miracle happened and it really changed my life. And um, the Big Red Book speaks about spiritual awakening, like the, the flash of light that changes everything and also the gradual spiritual awakening. And I did experience both. So the first moment when God really communicated to me, to my heart, that he's here for me, I don't need to worry, we'll carry it together. We'll carry my pain, my suffering together. Um, in that moment, the suffering didn't disappear, but it was bearable. I did not feel it was so overwhelming that I would just uh, fall apart and lose myself forever. And so that moment put me on a very clear spiritual path and spiritual seeking. Uh, in Romania, there weren't too many opportunities for spiritual growth and personal development. So I came to Canada to find people that I can communicate and I can relate to. And so how the disease continued to manifest in my life was to an internal turmoil. And when I joined the ACA 10 years ago, my critical parent was so powerful and was so um, merciless day in and day out, moment after moment was just criticizing, judging, blaming, insulting, putting me down over and over and over again. And it was so hard to live with the critical parent being so all powerful. And what made things worse was that I was in a group of friends who were equally merciless and very righteous under the guise of spiritual development. And that just made the critical parent within very strong. And the good thing was that the people in the ACA rooms were so kind and so loving and so understanding. And every week I knew I will go into this meeting, my Saturday night meeting in Toronto, Chrysalis, and people there will love me and will accept me for who I was. And there I was feeling safe 
and I could be who I was without any fear of being judged, criticized, rejected, um, emotionally abused. And so they do say, we love you until you learn to love yourself. And this is what happened. And after I made a very difficult decision to let go of this very toxic group of friends, then I had a second spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And that was when the loving parent within became stronger and the balance shifted. And so my wounded inner child who was in so much pain was finally taken care of by this thing, entity inside of me. And the critical parent was no longer able to, to take over and um, create so much negativity within my inner world. And the moment I remember it to this day, it was when I made a mistake. I don't know what it was. Some people found out about it and I spiraled in shame because I did not like for people to know that I'm vulnerable and that I make mistakes and that I'm human. I did not like that. Lots of pride there. And so while I was spiraling in shame, again, there was a message coming from my heart that said, it's okay, we'll fix it. And that moment was my second spiritual awakening. And from that moment on, that in internal turmoil that I've experienced for decades, it stopped. It stopped. That didn't mean that the inner child wasn't still wounded and in pain. And that didn't mean that the critical parent didn't try to continue criticizing me. It just meant that there was another part of me that was lovingly embracing this two wounded parts and saying, it's okay, we'll fix it, <laughs> we'll take care of it, I'll take care of you. And so this was the spiritual awakening part of the 12th step. It works if we work it, it is true. How did I work it? Uh, definitely going to meetings and I dived directly in the 12 steps in the yellow book. And it was hard because I had zero context of what to expect and I didn't have much guidance back then 10 years ago um, but because God gave me this determination keep going keep going this is your path and never give up I just kept going w worked through my pain and came on the other side um, the second part of step 12 is carrying the message and we speak about service a lot in in ACA and service was easy for me. I um, grew up in a family where hard work was a huge value and hard work at high standards was valued as well. So it, that was the role model from both my parents. Work hard, do whatever you need to do, just get the job done. Okay. <laughs> Plus I'm a social worker. So helping others, it just comes naturally in the rooms and outside the rooms. Um, I, I, I think the way um, I developed doing the service in ACA was just saying yes to opportunities. I um, went to Toronto, organized the ABC and AWC in 2018. They needed a fun activities coordinator and I, I love fun activities. So I volunteered for, for it. And then I found out that somebody wanted to bring Ready, Set, Go into Toronto and um, I said, I'll, I'll help you. Let's do it together and created the material together. Well, there is a material already in the works. 
I am a huge fan of Ready, Set, Go. It puts things in perspective, especially step four. It makes it so much easier. So if any of you is apprehensive about doing step four in the yellow book, please <laughs> join our Ready, Set, Go workshop. And there are so many available right now. Um, and it's an amazing opportunity. <clears throat> so with Ready, Set, Go, I started delivering the workshops in our local communities and now on Zoom, I never thought that would be possible. And I um, connected to communities, ACA communities in Australia, South Africa, and India, um, and just carried the message. And it's so wonderful to see everywhere in the world, it doesn't matter. Uh, cultural differences are not as essential. The people, ACA members, are the same everywhere. We speak the same language, we carry the same hurt, we have the same solutions that we have the same values as well. So this is something that is just amazing for me to experience. It brings so much joy to, to my heart. And so saying yes to whatever opportunity presented itself without working myself out, because of course that's a temptation, but uh, I am careful to balance doing service with self-care. Um, this was very important. And then the third part of the 12 step, which I think makes my life the easiest, it is applying these principles in all areas of my life. And so it, it's a, a beautiful, I have this, the, the Ready, Set, Go workbook, and it, uh, they put together, when they speak about step 12, they put together all the steps and all the principles, and it's just a joy to look through them and to assess how do I apply each of these principles in my life today and what do I aspire to get better at and step one surrender step two hope honesty um, self-forgiveness and then humility powerlessness open-mindedness clarity willingness acceptance courage trust forgiveness, discernment, seeking and listening of God's voice, love, self-love and service. Um, I think I feel I am well grounded in these principles today, but what I believe I will continue to work on my entire life is surrender. I learned the hard way initially, <laughs> And now much more willingly that if I surrender my will and my life in God's hands, then positive outcomes will, will happen. And at the beginning, I didn't like. I knew what God's will for me was because I felt it through my heart. But no, I was stubborn and I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And the outcomes were very negative over and over again. Um, and today, when I get the message, I'm okay. I am happy to follow through. I'm happy to follow through. And I feel so moved by the fact that I am in touch with the higher power within and that I am willing to surrender. I, I was not willing to surrender and forgive. I held resentments against my mother for decades and I knew I'm hurting myself, I'm harming myself by doing this, and I just could not let go, I could not. I felt so 
justified to hold on to these resentments. And it took me many, 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 many years to be at least willing to forgive and start forgiving her. And she passed away six months ago, um, but we were in much better place. And I was there for her in Romania during her last few days. And thank you. We were able to make amends and my relationship with her has brought a lot of peace and she was able to pass away with peace. So thank you so much for listening tonight. And I look forward to hear your shares.